I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. You're listening to Muses and Stuff, the podcast that celebrates those who live, love, and breathe rock and roll. From the incredible groupies, girlfriends, and wives who went after what and who they wanted, to the journalists, photographers, and other behind-the-scenes characters who play such an important part in rock and roll history. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, Lynx. Hey, it's so good to be back doing this. It feels like it's been forever, but it really hasn't been that long. No, not really. It's just that we had recorded two episodes on the same day to make sure that we got it out while you were in London. So welcome home. Thank you. From London. Yeah, that trip was amazing. I'm I'm excited to tell you a couple stories. Can't wait to hear them. Uh, Just wanted to talk a little bit about the rock and roll archaeology. Yeah, so... We are so, so, so excited to announce that we have joined with a network for a really long time, for the first year and a half that Lynx and I were doing this podcast. It was just the two of us, Mm -hmm. and uh, we just stuck with our own little, like, independent um, setup. Yep. And we just waited and waited until the right team of people came along exactly. and sure enough they did so we've joined with these amazing people in san francisco mm-hmm. california called yeah. rock and roll archaeology and we found each other through elvis related episodes which mm-hmm. is so cool and these guys 
all of the podcasts. There's multiple ones. There's something for everyone there. If you're a rock and roll fan, you're probably going to love all of them. And they're dominating, I think, the music section on iTunes for yeah. being, you know, some of the top sort of quality and listen to shows so it's a real honor to be a part of them so they've got some shows we'll just mention a few of them Mm -hmm. but um a couple that we really really like are uh the rock and roll librarian lock lock and roll librarian (laughs) let me try that again the rock and roll librarian yeah that one's a great one so actually kind of similar to us in a sense uh shelly is amazing she's the host and she reads books books. and then christian christian swain who does rock and roll archaeology and that they have a lot of production and a lot of research and a lot of editing so that comes out less frequently but he sits in with shelly and then he doesn't even read the book but she talks about it and he just sort of adds in little things here and there. Yeah. So her latest episode that she released was about the book Hit So Hard yes. by the drummer of Hole. Yeah, Patty. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love Hole so much. This book has been on my must read list forever and I still haven't. So I'm going to listen to this episode and then dive into the book for and sure. And Shelly kind of does the extra research too. She goes online. She reads articles. She mentions YouTube videos where you can find uh, clips and stuff. So... Uh, really again like well researched really great Mm -hmm. and good dynamic between them and then another one that I really like is called Real Rock which is R-E-E-L Rock where Andy talks about uh, podcast movie or rock and roll movies thank you (laughs) I'm just like so excited and I just (laughs) I don't know words today no but uh, his show's so funny uh yeah tons of humor in it you're like you're literally laughing out loud while you're listening yeah to it. his one episode that he did on rockstar the movie with yeah. mark Wahlberg, had me dying because me i also love hate that movie oh, God. so i think he just straight up hates it yeah but uh <laughs> it was really good really really funny and yeah. then yep yeah, so there's vinyl snob and um like they are getting some fantastic interviews too and Mm -hmm. they're a growing network and I feel like now that we're you know 70 some episodes in I feel like our podcast is kind of in its adolescence you know like we're not babies anymore but we still have a lot of ways to go and I think we're just now in this like wonderful transition and this wonderful um, growth period so we just want to thank everybody who's been listening you know from the beginning or who has like come on recently and just welcome to all of the new listeners and if you've never heard of rock and roll archaeology go to the site check out all all they have to offer you're gonna love it It, it's so exciting to be part of this easier now for people who have androids to be listening to our podcast and their podcast because we're so small and independent that we just pretty much kept it to our website and to itunes Mm -hmm. which is more compatible compatible with apple so now it's going to be a lot easier to access the podcast and they're just going to have a really farther of a reach so that's fantastic yeah so so many exciting things coming up yeah if you're listening to this on our network then again thank you so much for listening and for all of your engagements and uh for loving rock and roll and rock and roll history and groupies and stuff about music as much as we do and again for everybody that's uh just tuning in we're really excited for you to get to know us and yeah. for us to get to know you and to engage online and everything's a lot just of fun. so positive and yeah. 
it's it's like impossible not to talk about this with this huge smile plastered on my face right now. Like yeah. I can't stop smiling. Yeah. Same here. Good. Yeah. And so what we normally do is every week we either bring you an interview or we bring you an episode on a book that we've read about a muse or a groupie or a woman who has like inspired the life of the rock star. But because, you know, like I said, we're in a transitional stage right now and we've just joined with this network. Um, we just wanted to let you know about that. And we have a little bit of a different episode yeah today yeah uh i was away so i wasn't uh doing my regular research mode um but i have lots of fun rock and roll stories to tell and i mean that's what we're all about yeah. so let's talk about some fun rock and roll stories and people can get to know us a little bit more because usually we just dive right into yeah. our episodes about the women and you know 70 some episodes in we can we think can it's have time. a moment yeah, for ourselves. Yeah. And, it, and if you're like, I don't care, Shanti and Lynx, about you, then that's cool. We'll be back yeah. with another episode <laughs> about another interesting woman next exactly. week. So yeah, my friend Lisa won this incredible trip to England and she took me along. I cannot thank her enough for that. And our friend Sarah tagged along as well. And part of the contest win was getting to see Pearl Jam Hmm. and the Rolling Stones while in England. So that was unbelievable. Wow. And the first we arrived, first night was Pearl Jam. It was so good. Pearl Jam is one of my favorite uh, bands, especially, I you know, I grew up in the 90s and the nostalgia really hits hard there. And uh, get it? Hits so hard. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, got it. Sorry, I was just transfixed at how beautiful you look right Aww. now. I was like, I, I was listening, but I was just like, my God, she's so beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in it. Um, it hit so hard, got it. Yeah, so that was really cool. And the coolest thing is um, Sarah had a family friend that lives there who just happens to be a Pearl Jam fan. So we met up with this woman named Linda. Linda is the coolest woman I've ever met in my life. She's 70. She and her son, uh, Stephen, they were there. They, apparently, like, this this is what they do. This is their bonding experience. Aww. They go to a Pearl Jam concerts. She's been to over, like, 25 all across the world i think they're going to like barcelona next month to see them she's been here to see them in toronto she's just she's a pearl jam groupie there's like no other word for it Mm -hmm. and uh i think linda might have been the most excited of all of us and uh yeah her house is just covered in pearl jam stuff and She's just like the coolest woman ever. So we got to hang out with her before the show and have some drinks. And the show itself was incredible. Uh, My favorite Pearl Jam song is Black. And they played that. And they played uh, like Better Man and just all these amazing songs. And the craziest thing, though, is that Eddie Vedder apparently was sick. You couldn't tell. He sounded amazing. But... They were playing two nights in England, and the second night they had to cancel. <gasps> yeah, 
So we really lucked out Lucky again. Lisa. Yeah. Thankfully, we got to see. Unfortunately, Linda had tickets to both shows. Oh. But they said they'll be coming back in July. So she gets to see them twice again in July. Sure. So, um, yeah, Linda was amazing. That's definitely how I picture as at 70. Just continue. Cheers to that. Right? She's a very young 70. You would never know she was 70. Like, no way. No way. That's a nice, That's the rock and roll spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeans of empty canvas On touch sheets of clay Were spread out before me As her body was still And then the next night we went to Twickingham for uh, the Rolling Stones and my God, Mick Jagger, mm. all of them still have such a youthful spirit, Bronwood especially as well. But Mick Jagger was out there dancing, like moving. He never stopped like wa- walking and dancing and singing. I don't know how he has it in him to do that like night after night. I, I would not be able to do what he does. I, he was unbelievable. And my dad, of course, is a huge uh, Rolling Stone fan as well. And he had like three requests he was like Mm. if they play tumbling dice oh that's a good one yeah that's a good one um if they play midnight rambler and if they play give me shelter like please take a video of it or something and they played all three i just got goosebumps hearing that for some reason ah it was so amazing to hear midnight Rambler. did you cry at all i i didn't i i held it together but it was it was really special and it did feel so amazing, especially to be in England and see the Rolling Stones in England. Uh, everyone there was so into it, and the crowds were like really, you know, excited and happy to be there. It was definitely had like a great spirit to the whole thing. crazy thing yeah there's a crazy thing the real adventure happened when the show went over because all the like the train stations were like closed because there was some issue and like 60,000 Rolling Stone fans including us were like stranded trying to figure out our way back into the city because Twickingham's pretty far out long story short it should have taken us an hour from we got out around 10.30. We should have been back at our hotel by like 11.30. We got there at like 3. <gasps> yeah. So that was an adventure. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did not ruin it, though. I mean, the Rolling Stones are still good. I'm trying to focus on that. But that um, was certainly an experience as well. <laughs> well, I've never seen Pearl Jam. Um, I've never seen the Rolling Stones. That sounds amazing. I definitely like to see the Stones. Yeah. Pearl Jam, I could, on, I could, I could leave. Um, but speaking of Mick Jagger. Yeah. 
I saw Harry Styles. Yes. So that show was amazing. Yeah. And we were seated in the lower bowl. And when I got there, I realized like, well, I don't want to be anywhere near the floor because those fans are wild, right? Plus, if I'm not standing at the front because I'm so short, Mm. I don't want to be standing three rows back, four rows back. I'd rather be elevated. For sure. So we ended up sitting in seats where it was like... All of the standing room and then right behind the standing room is where we were sitting and there's nobody in front of us. Amazing. So we had a great view of the stage, great view of like the the big TVs. But one did, what ended up happening was Harry came down from the stage and there was a path uh, on the floor and he yeah. came down the path and then lights shone Ooh. down there was a stage right in no front way. of us mm-hmm. there oh, was a stage brilliant. right in front of us and he got up there and it was just like a couple of acoustic songs yeah. up there but he like it was awesome it was like such a great show his he played his whole uh, album, which was released last year. A couple of new songs, which sounded so good. A couple cool. of One Direction songs, which like I did not yeah. care for because I've never been a One Direction. Did he fan. do any covers? He did the Chain. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did when I saw him as well. Yeah, so it was uh, a fantastic show, and he's such a great performer. Was he and wearing that amazing suit? He was wearing a great suit. He's yeah. wearing a pink sh- a pink suit. Oh, and. Um, yeah, and like happy Pride Month, everybody. And his new song is about being bisexual. So oh, no way. it was so sexy. a fantastic show and i had a really good time with um actually uh a friend of mine named chantelle <laughs> so amazing to chantelle shanti and chantelle yeah so we had a it, it was just great like the seats were great it was like you know when you're just looking around and you're like i appreciate the enthusiasm of the fans i'm not there anymore i'm yeah. like a bit older more mature yeah but i also did have the realization that the last time i was at the acc i was backstage for tom petting the heartbreakers Aww. and i was side stage so um <laughs> it was it was a good feeling yeah and it was i was happy to be there i'm glad you uh you had such a good seat at the acc as well sometimes that's a little difficult but yeah that's cool that he kind of thought about the audience on in you know put different stages in different areas type of thing and yeah uh so good mm-hmm. yeah so then another thing that we were thinking of as our podcast has been expanding and we've already started going into our own little groupie stories you know and i'm sure i've talked about you know, my love for Tom Petty almost every single episode ever and about my experience last summer um, being on a Tom Petty tour bus and going backstage and all that kind of stuff. So definitely go back and listen to our old episodes. I'm sure they're in there somewhere. But we were wondering if our listeners ever wanted to submit some of their own groupie stories. Yes. So, but what we were kind of chatting about was, well, maybe people are shy. Right. Maybe they don't know quite what to expect from like what we're asking. And we're like, submit a story about you being a groupie or a fan or anything like that. Because, of course, sometimes when people think about groupies, 
they think just solely sex. Yeah. Yeah. Or it has to be salacious or it has to be, um, you know, like a big reveal of something. And it really doesn't have to be. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a little groupy story. Just, you know, something kind of from a few years ago to maybe inspire some people to go, oh, you know what? I do have a story like that. And you're welcome to name the band if you want and don't if you don't want to, but it's always a place of just like positivity and respect. Absolutely. So we always want to respect, you know, the, the, you know, privacy, families and, you know, anything like that. So don't worry, people. It's, we're not asking for, um, crazy dirt yeah exactly speaking of dirt there is actually a a movie being made of the book yeah motley Crue's dirt so i imagine it's gonna be some so sharice meal yes is portrayed in that movie yeah and on her podcast she has the actress that plays her come on the podcast and they discuss the oh i need to listen yeah so that podcast is called single af there's stuff that i love about the podcast and there's some of that i'm just like oh my goodness (laughs) So, anyways, that's, I guess, a plug for their podcast. Um, Okay, so you want to hear a little group story? Yeah, give it to me. Okay, so this is a really fun one that takes place when I was living in Peterborough. And at this point, all of my girlfriends had pretty much moved away from Peterborough to, because they'd graduated university, so one was living in Vancouver, whatever. And I had one more year to go, because I had done my undergrad and I had one more year. So... I stayed and I became just like friends with uh, Dave Toby, the owner of The Spill, and I ended up living above The Spill. Perfect place for a groupie. Yeah. (laughs) So back then, um, bands would come to town and they would play The Spill Mm -hmm. and then they had a place to stay and they didn't have to pay for it. So there was a room upstairs. So I had like I paid a significantly less like less amount of rent by just like washing the sheets or tidying up and I didn't mind doing that and a lot of the times the bands most of the times always the times the bands were so respectful that they were getting this place that it would never get trashed or anything and so it really wasn't a big deal so as far as I knew there was no band staying that night but I happened to go out to a show to see maybe the to see a band and this band called the Bright Light Social Hour were opening. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know who the Bright Light Social Hour are, they're a band from Texas. It's like four guys. They all have hair as long as you, Links. Amazing. They're all so cute and so nice and I was just blown away. So definitely go check them out because they're definitely still like making music and they're active and I think they're on their like third album. Awesome. And the last time I saw them, they were headlining a big show in Toronto. Oh, So I kind of caught them when they were opening in a small venue in Peterborough and now when they come to Toronto, they've got this whole fan base and they're playing like the Phoenix or the... Yeah, good for them. Yeah. So it was one of those situations where you're there to see the main band but you realize that the opening band is like way better or you're like oh man they're gonna be so great one day and I was kind of riding solo for that so or I had had like a, one of my friends he was gonna come meet me later so after the first band played they were just hanging around and they were all cute guys from Texas and so I was chatting them up and they were all cuter as the next one and um I just said so where are you guys staying tonight and this is before Airbnb Airbnbs too yep. so a lot of the times they like when bands would come to town they just hope that they meet somebody whose floor they can crash on or they're like driving out of town to a cheap hotel yeah and I was like where are you guys staying tonight and they were like 
we don't know uh maybe just drive out of town kind of thing and I was like well I've got this space upstairs um I live above a bar that has a place for bands and is and and I don't know anybody that's staying there and or I don't think there's a band staying there tonight so you guys are welcome to stay there and there's a you know I tell Dave about this now when he laughs at me but if he would have known it at the time he would have been like Shanti (laughs) so but anyways uh it was kind of harmless so they were like yeah sure and so my friend ended up showing up and pretty much all night I just hung out with uh this great band showed them the town walked around and then when it was time to sort of head back up uh to show them where they were staying there was a band no yeah (laughs) there was a band staying there that night and it's a band called cousins okay from Halifax. yeah yeah and uh i really like this band too and i was just like oh shit i've i've double booked i've overbooked a band to to stay here (laughs) But what what there was beside the band room was a dojo. Oh. And it was a long room with hardwood floors and brick walls and nobody was ever in there. And I, either the door wasn't locked or I had a key. But we're not supposed to use that room for anything. But I was like, well, guys, how do you feel about sleeping in the dojo tonight? <laughs> and they're like, that's great. Yeah. We have we have uh, sleeping bags and stuff. So I set them all up with uh, sleepy, their sleeping bags in the dojo and gave them towels for the shower. And one of them, I remember, t- took a really nice photo of the band sleeping, which they had posted somewhere. And it was really nice. And then the next day, we were all um, hanging out. And they were like, do you want to come to Montreal with us? Nice. And I was like, oh, man, I would love to. But I was taking like a summer course yeah. at the university. And I was like, I'd love to, but uh, I can't. can't I'm taking trip. a summer course uh. and I got to go to class. And they were just like, OK, well, thanks anyways. And it was uh, like a really nice little meeting. And then I saw them and, I'll t- and I have like when they came to Toronto, that's a whole other story because yeah. their opening band was insane. <laughs> so that's another story for another time. But that's just like one little groupy mm-hmm. story that I have. definitely have the same groupie stories as that and this is another reason why I love my dad so much I I was living with my dad and having bands like sleep on the floor and on the couch and everything and my dad was like cool with it oh yeah okay so then I had told the band when you guys loop back around because they were like looping sort of back around I said stop by my farm because I was spending all of my summers at my family farm mm-hmm. I was like stop by the farm and we'll like give you guys lunch you can stay there whatever we've got lots of space and they're like awesome we'll do that so we exchanged information and then like a few days before they were going to come back and and whatever it was they were like our van got 
totally bur- burglarized. No. All of our equipment was stolen. So we've got That's to bypass brutal. and we've got to go and like figure this thing out. But my family was like, oh yeah, Shanti, sure. An entire <laughs> band of like long haired guys yeah. from Texas can can come and stay at the farm. Gotta love our family. And my dad ended up loving this band so much because I had the CD. So we played it pretty much that entire summer. Aww. And even now my dad will check in and be like, so how's that band? And I'm like, they're great. <laughs> I love our dad so much. Okay. And then I just remembered this one thing too. That was the summer that I met Pamela DeBar for the first time. Oh, I really? met Miss P because she hosted a writing workshop via Skype. Oh, so it was actually in the dojo that I sat. There was a fan on me and I put my computer up and there was me and like two other girls and we did like an online writing workshop. And that was before I knew you. That was before I even knew that a groupie um, world existed. I didn't know. I thought I was like the only one. I didn't know that other people cared about Uh. about groupies and muses. And so for um, people who are listening who are new who don't know who Pamela DeBar is she is one of the most world's famous groupies absolutely yeah and an an incredible author she's Mm -hmm. got five books Mm -hmm. six books maybe Mm -hmm. uh she's still writing she's gonna she's our writing mentor absolutely we links and I met through her writing workshop yeah so anyways uh and she's a supporter of like us and all you know as younger women who have come after her and look up to her and yeah she's the best yeah, I remember asking her when she was here just to like, just tell me what it was like to kiss Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. Just tell me. Um, yeah, so there's a groupie story. So there, it doesn't have to be, you know, outrageous and it doesn't have to be. So just let us know. We're curious yeah, to know whatever what, you want to share. Whatever you want to share. Yeah. We're, we're open to that. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. Thanks. I'll start thinking about more to share. Yeah. So we're going to expect one from you next time. All right. All right. So to finish this little um, whatever you want to call it. I remember I wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. Yes. So this is my last week working at Massey Hall. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't live in Toronto or Canada and you're like, what's Massey Hall? That is the venue that every artist wants to play that's the venue that has the most history in Canada. That's the place. So many iconic people have been through there. The sound is incredible. It's been going since 1894. The history is just insane. I've worked there for five and a half years. It's by far the greatest job I've ever had in my life. Not just because I get to go and get paid to watch Mm -hmm. unbelievable artists play. Yeah, she saw Harry Styles (laughs) when he was at Massey Hall. Yeah, and it holds about 2,500 people. So, yeah, and I've seen like Patti Smith, Neil Young, Robert Plant, Ringo Starr, Pat Benatar. Like, stood beside Paul Simon. uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's just. Buddy Guy sang to you. Buddy Guy sang to me. It's crazy. Uh, the stories, I, I even I could tell in five years, it's unbelievable, let alone over 100 years of history there. It's just a magical, magical place. It's not shutting down for good. It's shutting down, they say, for two years for renovations. They're kind of redoing it and building onto it and everything. So there's a chance I'll be back. I mean, I, I'll definitely be back for shows. I don't know if I'll be back for work. But uh, th- right now, it's everyone I work with is like my family. We are all so connected. And I just love everyone that I work with. And 
it's this is like such an emotional week I have four shows left to work and then it's done and uh it's like really starting to hit me now like I'm trying not to like burst into tears right now it's Mm -hmm. just uh it's such a special thing and I know that you know I'll never have a job like this again in life like this this is that like that truly special one-of-a-kind experience you know I'll have good jobs I hope and uh you know I'm sure I'll find enjoyment elsewhere but it's just it's like an end of an era I guess and um I know a lot of my Massey Holler uh co-workers like listen to this podcast and everything I just want them to know how much I love them no, they're always so nice to me when I go uh, yeah, yeah. We're, every, we're, it's just the greatest place in the world well, shout out to your Massey Hall family yeah and to everybody and um it's not the end though I'm going camping with them good. in July and I know we'll, we'll you know stick together and I work with a couple of them uh at my other job too which is great and so yeah, it's just but it's something so special that's ending and I just wanted to take a moment to, you know, say something about yeah. it. And, and actually, um can people buy the Massey Hall pins online? Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell um, them about that? My coworker Amanda, she has a shop called Live and Let Rock. I will post it on the Instagram. She she makes awesome pins. She made me an amazing. Well, she gave me an amazing uh, Tom Petty pin. Yeah, it's just a heart and it says yeah. "Raised on Promises." She's got another like Rolling Stones related. Like it says "Tough" on it, and she made a pin of Massey Hall, which is so gorgeous. And uh, yeah, I'll make a post about it because it's it's amazing. Yeah, and it's good e- work. Everyone that lives here, everyone that's been to Massey, like that, they have a special story about that place. So. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm glad that I got to get uh, backstage before the renovations. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was a special day. Yeah, it's it's such a special place. It's well, I think it's kind of cool too. Like not to brag or anything, but when like your friends are playing Massey Hall, oh, that yeah. they, like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're having when a you big party. Know, yeah, we're having a big party as well on the third just like us Massey Haulers mm-hmm. and we're all gonna get up on stage and oh, sing and everything that's lovely yeah so yeah it's really cool and it'll be a nice you know send off for sure cool yeah well speaking of sending off we've got one more thing to do that we wanted to to yeah. do before we said goodbye this week and we wanted to do some little some fun trivia yeah because our um instagram account is very much like a did you know and on this day in and mm-hmm. we like to do a lot of uh you know muse and groupie birthdays as well as rock star birthdays yep. and um wedding anniversaries and things like that so i know that when you post stuff uh, a lot of the times like whoa I didn't even know that yeah so we figured that we'd uh, do a little bit of I wrote out some questions for links and links wrote out some questions for me yeah so you guys can play along with us yes so do you want to go first I'll start how about I do one and then you do okay that sounds good all right so because I went to Pearl Jam I got a Pearl Jam I know you're not crazy about them but this is a cool thing to know about Eddie Vedder too so in 1992, Pearl Jam did an MTV Unplugged set, which is incredible, and it's on YouTube. Everyone should watch it. Eddie Vedder had written something down his arm. I'm going to give you four clues or four um, choices. Multiple choice. Multiple choice, and you can pick which one you thought Eddie Vedder had written down his arm. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Save the Whales, Pro-Choice, Fuck Bush, or Eat More Soy? (laughs) Okay, this is going to make me seem uh, maybe a little bit ignorant because I'm trying to think 1992, President Bush... Well, was that a thing? Was that in the 90s? Well, there are two President Bushes. Yeah, so that makes me even more <laughs> uneducated on the U.S. Uh, presidents. So it was, was it Save the Whales or was it Fuck save the, the Whales? whales. <laughs> save the Whales, pro-choice, <laughs> fuck Bush, or clearly not eat more soy. <laughs> okay, my instincts are going with Fuck Bush. No. Pro choice? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Still, That's good. Yeah. He was, yeah, maybe he wouldn't write fuck on his arm. That was a little aggressive, I a guess. A little aggressive for him. Yeah. Also, MTV. Maybe they would have had to blur out fuck. Right. Maybe. So then it would have just said Bush. Yeah. That's a <laughs> that stupid answer. Okay, so pro choice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Did you see what he did recently? So we follow his wife on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you know how Melania had worn that yep. like stupid jacket about oh God, yeah. not caring? Yep. Uh, well, I guess Eddie had found a green jacket that his wife owns and then took tape and wrote... I do care. I do care. Why don't you? Yeah. And then they posted a photo online. So he's an incredible yeah. activist and human being. And I just love him so much. And he's beautiful. And his so is his voice. So I've, there. I've got a question for you. Okay. And actually, this one is about the monkeys because Ooh. I recently saw the monkeys. Yeah. At the I was Sony so Center. upset that I couldn't do that. Well, you were in London. Yeah. So. I and, was at Pearl Jam that night, actually. Yeah. So worked and, out. And the reason why we had we had amazing seats at the Sony Center yeah. was because Anne Moses Marino, yes, who used to write for Tiger Beat magazine and spend a lot of time with the monkeys, yeah. hooked me up with four She's tickets. Amazing. So She's thank amazing. you, Anne. And then towards the end of the show, like people were welcome to get up, and so I was just at the front of the stage dancing. Amazing. So this is a question related to the monkeys. All right. Who among the following? Did not audition to be in the monkeys. Did not audition. So out of the four answers, three of them auditioned, one of them did not. All right. Was it A, Paul Williams, B, Stephen Stills, C, Kenny Loggins, or D, Charles Manson? Oh, that's that's crazy. Like, knowing that three of those people did is mm-hmm. just crazy. I'm going to say Kenny Loggins. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. You got it right. So Kenny Loggins did not audition to be in the Monkees, but Paul Williams, Stephen Stills, and Charles Manson did. That is crazy. Yeah. Charles Manson wanted to be a celebrity. He wanted to be a musician. Uh, I think a lot of his hate and anger kind of came from being unsuccessful, and that's sort of how things started. I just remembered something. What? Gabba Gabba Hay. Yeah. It's from a movie. Yeah, Freaks. We didn't say that. Oh. When I when I said, where does that come from? We didn't mention that it was, that from, was from Freaks. Freaks. But guess who told me who? that it was? Andy from Real Rock. No, he yeah. sent me a message and said, it's one of my favorite movies. And sent yeah, me a yeah. Link. One of us. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting film. Okay, your turn. All right. I didn't know the answer to this, but... It was such a cool question. I, I couldn't not ask it. Ask it. So which movie star 
did Patty Scialfa <gasps> briefly date in the 80s? Oh, my God. This is crazy. Okay, so for those of you who don't know who Patty Scialfa is, that is Bruce Springsteen's longtime wife. Yes. So apparently she very briefly dated one of these four men. Eddie Murphy, <laughs> Warren Beatty, Judd Nelson, or Tom Cruise. Who's Judd Nelson? He was in, I think, The Breakfast Club. He's like one of those 80s. Right. Yeah. He might have been the asshole. So Eddie Murphy, Judd Nelson. Wait. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Or. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Mm. I'm going to say. I'm going to say one which I think would be kind of strange, but I'm going to go for it. All right. Tom Cruise. You're right. What? Yeah. She dated Tom Cruise. That's really funny. In 1985. Sorry. They briefly dated, and apparently they actually met backstage at a Bruce Springsteen show. Oh my god, that's good. Right? That's so it must really have been good. while Bruce was still with Julianne, and Patty was like, all right, I'll give you a go, but she only had eyes for Bruce, I guess. It didn't work out. <sighs> Got it. Good one. Yeah. Okay. So, in the Donovan single, Mellow Yellow, who whispers the phrase, quite rightly? Oh, was it A, Bob Dylan, B, Paul McCartney, C, Keith Moon, or D, Carmen Miranda? Oh, that's weird. I don't think it's Dylan because they had a strange relationship. Um, what were the others? Paul McCartney, Keith Moon, or Carmen Miranda? Um, Carmen Miranda seems so random. I'm going to go with Keith Moon. No, Is you're it Carmen? wrong. Nope. It's Paul? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. So it was Paul McCartney. And apparently um, this song, Mellow Yellow, was commonly believed to be an ode to the hallucinogenic properties of smoked banana peels. Oh, never heard of that one before. Yeah. Well, should we play a clip of the song? Yeah, right. absolutely. Here it is. I'm just mad about saffron. Oh, saffron's mad about me I'm just mad about saffron She's just mad about me They call me mellow yellow Quite rightly They call me mellow yellow Quite rightly They call me mellow yellow Alright, your turn Alright, I got one more left for you this one is specifically tailored to teenage Shanti. Ooh. Where did Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake meet? Was it the TV show Romper Room? Was it on a video shoot? Was it at a new kids concert or the Mickey Mouse Club? That I was waiting for that one. I think it's the Mickey Mouse Club. You're right. Yeah. And apparently Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera um, I know Ryan Gosling was yep. on that show. Mm -hmm. So for those Americans who don't know, Ryan Gosling was also on a Canadian television show in the 90s called Breaker, Breaker High. High. Yes. And he was the nerd. Yes. He was not the Hawkeye. No, he was the guy but who I loved like, him. His name was, was Sean yeah. on it. I still loved him, though. But, oh. but I have a thing for tall, lanky blondes. Na 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 hey hey <laughs> carry me away na, 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 hey, hey, carry me away na, 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 hey, hey, 
carries me across a sea of hope. And hope is the thing that we can all have today. I loved that show so much. Oh, I try, I've tried to find that online to rewatch uh, it again. So good. High school on a on a cruise ship. Yeah, I would like fantasize about like every single boy on that show. Absolutely. Okay, so I have a final um, question for you. All right. Alrighty. Who was going to sing backing vocals on Carly Simon's You're So Vain before Mick Jagger showed up? Oh, was it A, James Taylor, B, Harry Nilsson, C, Cat Stevens, or D, Warren Beatty? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, who was it? Harry Nilsson or, I mean, I want to say James Taylor for obvious reasons. So is that your final answer? I'm going to say Harry Nelson. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. So it was Harry Nelson. So Simon, Jagger, and Nelson did three takes together, at which point Nelson said, you guys clearly don't need me, and bowed out. Good for him. It does sound really good with Mick in the back there. Yeah. I I love Harry Nelson. uh, I know. I love him, Such a huge fan. I find it interesting when people think that the song is about Mick Jagger. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he like he did sing backing vocals, and mm-hmm. why would you want to sing backing vocals on a song if that song is about you and that's she, like she's calling your vein? But it was about Warren Beatty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So just extra, extra, extra trivia on top of your trivia, people. Yeah. How did you do? Did you do when you're listening at home? Six out of six, or what? Yeah. <laughs> So I think probably, you know, we should just finish off by playing a little clip of your so vain and uh, call it a day. So before we do that, we'll just say thank you so much for listening. We hope you had fun this week. A little bit different, but like we said, we're growing. So and check out our muses and stuff Instagram account if you don't for more trivia and Mm -hmm. random information and fun pictures and little stuff of of links and I here and there. And maybe sometimes our Instagram story might be confusing because we both post. So like (laughs) there's one like I know this weekend it was just me camping and then like you seeing the voids oh yeah yeah <laughs> how was that show by the way it was really good how close did you get to julian Casablanca's? i was pretty close actually it was surprisingly like easy to wander around i thought it would be packed in there but i guess they lowered how many people are allowed in that venue honestly it's, i wish it was that crazy I been there, but it was, was one of the camping. smallest venues you'd never see mm. like the strokes playing. Know, it was know, it was great my friend jasmine met him after it she, she's like the ultimate Julian Casablanca So she fan. stuck around. Yeah. And she met him. Yeah. And she was over the moon. She's posted a photo. They look so cute. Why and... didn't you stick around and meet Julian Casablanca's? Well, I had just returned from England That's the day okay. before. And Fair I did enough. not sleep in England. So, yeah. I was lucky that I made it to the show. But it was great. I danced and I had some guy who was clearly on something who was dancing, having the time of his life, like in front of me. And <laughs> we both had a good time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Um, check out our family over at Rock and Roll Archaeology. Check out their shows if you're into music, music trivia, music history, all that stuff. It's all there, babies. Yeah. Rock and Rollies. Awesome. All right. Take good care and see you next week. See ya. Bye.
watched a futuristic sci-fi movie and wondered, but wait, could any of this really happen? And will I live long enough to see it? That's what our show Hypothetical is about. I'm Carrie Bechet, and on this podcast, we ask what-if questions about the future. Like, what if we could read minds? What if the world's digital data was erased all at once? What would happen if the Yellowstone supervolcano erupted? Then we explore that question two ways, through speculative science fiction and through dialogue with brilliant scientists. The result is a genre-bending narrative that's interwoven with real facts provided by literal geniuses. And, spoiler alert, a lot of the science fiction out there, it's not nearly as far-fetched as you might think. Come time travel with me into the future on Hypothetical. New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical. That's H Y P E R T H E T I C A L.